0: Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game. Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. Slowly, your eyes begin to open. The pain hits you now, throbbing through your skull. Memories of what you did and may have done dominate your mind. Then behind you, from the shadows, you hear a snuffling, like a woodland beast digging in the dirt. In the darkness is a decrepit man playing in the filth. You approach. He snaps his gaze towards you. You hold still. Hunched over, snarling and giving low growls, you just make out his wild eyes veiled by a curtain of long matted hair. His face is soaked in sweat and grease that cakes in his stringy moustache. He stops mid-snarl and reaches up to part the curtain of hair that covers his eyes. Several puce-coloured bugs fall and scatter across the cobbles as his withered hand pulls away. Behind the cloak of hair, the man's flesh is moon-pale and creased with wrinkles. And I take the moon fly too. Take your hand and fly to the moon. <laughs> Not today, my friend. The man frowns, but his eyebrows tilt upwards in a reverse V, a bizarre expression. You have no idea how he accomplished it, but it makes you feel uncomfortable watching the muscles beneath his face shift into the new pattern. You can't tell if he's angry, curious, both, Uh, or neither. uh, uh, Sing it, kiss speak a man. Answers prefer a woodwoman heart. A single kiss speaks a woman's heart, but a man's answer is what you would prefer. (laughs) Well, very well. Uh, But know this, my answer is a question, and an answer from you is what I would prefer. The man seems mesmerized by your voice. (gasps) With every word you Uh, speak... uh, a light flickers in his eyes. Barking wilder, am I? I am uh, 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 wanting, asking. Uh, may you, you may. You may, and I will. Uh, who or uh, what are you? Chaos. He stutters C-ca-ca-osh. out the word as if having difficulty getting his tongue around it. Some say chaos attacks. I say, so Chaos men, men no, men no, men yes, three no's make a yes. He hunches down on his knees and begins to rock back and forth, singing in a childlike soprano. Chaos men, chaos men, hop along home, a faction it is, yet we are alone. Chaos men, very well. <laughs> Might I ask you some questions? He claps his hands with glee like a child at a festival, then gives a howling oh. shout. <gasps> Quas- Question! Question! Farrod. do you know of him? Farad. Farad. No, uh, not fair. Not odd. Lost not. Help not. He growls to himself as if to clear his throat. Maybe you'll lose him first, then ask me. Then Farrod's it will be. <laughs> to lose him, I'd have to find him first. Uh, say, I- I'm looking for a last journal. Do you know where I might find one? He frowns, squints his eyes shut, <sighs> then opens them back up. When he speaks again, his voice is level and straightforward. It's like a different person is speaking. More than one lost, more than one must you find. Each part of you had one, so more than one must you find. <sighs> Can you tell me where at least one of them is? He looks like he is about to object, then suddenly his left fist comes up and smacks him in the temple. He howls in response <laughs> and suddenly stops blinking. One is in a cupboard in your guest room in the Hall of the Sensates, and another is on the walls of a tomb sealed deep beneath the city where the stones weep. The others... Ah. Before he can finish, his right fist comes up and smashes him in the face, causing him to yowl again. Hall of the Sensates? Where's that? Barking Wilder holds up his hands. He doesn't seem to recall what he just said. You said another was in a tomb beneath the city. Where? He looks frightened for a moment, then points upwards. Uh... There He gulps. He doesn't seem to know. And for some reason, you believe him. Forget it, then. I'll try and find them on my own. Take care, barking Wilder. As you leave, you hear him howl and yelp. One moment a sound of joy and victory. The next a pained, forlorn cry. Bewildered and confused, you step back into the view of the square and see Mort japing with the two drunkards. Now here's my enigmatic friend. <laughs> hey, chief, come over, will you? Both are extremely attractive and scarcely covered in straps of leather and silk. One calls out to you as you make your approach. Oh, what strange tattoos! Some look a bit like the ones done at the parlour in the hive. The one run by a Dabbas, you know. No, I've never been there. Is that where you got yours done? They giggle as Mort gestures to the snaking pattern creeping up the side of their exposed hip. Meanwhile, the other slaps a muscular arm over your shoulder as if you were the closest of friends and pulls you to their chest, reeking of booze and scented oils.
1: You met that
0: Adelcobed <laughs> Monsod. What an arse. <laughs> Seems hell's bent on and folk to help care for the trees here. <laughs> May have. He'd be better off spending time trying to help the people here instead. Like anyone gives a pike and folly about the trees here. What sort of leatherhead brought him here in the first place is what I'd like to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'd best be on our way. Mort, let's go. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, truly a pleasure it has been. <laughs> he bobs in mock deference. <laughs> I haven't had this much fun since, well, the last time. Just as you were out of earshot, Mort bobs closer to you. Hey, Chief. I think I'm in lust. I'm I'm (laughs) I'm in love. Oh, yeah? Which one? Hey, I knew you had some life in you, Chief! And to answer your question, why not both? At the edge of the square, you see a tired-looking, sorrowful old man gazing at the ash-dead tree in front of him. He is mumbling to himself and tapping his chin as if trying to figure something out. He shakes his head sadly. Greetings. He seems momentarily startled as you interrupt his train of thought.
1: Oh, greetings to you too, friend. How's this day find you?
0: It finds me well. The lie lingers a little in your mouth.
1: That's good, friend. I hope your good fortune continues.
0: He seems about to turn back to the tree. Uh, And how's this day find you? He shrugs and proffers a bit of a
1: smile. Fortune finds me well, though I'm saddened just the same. Why's that? He pats the tree beside him. It's the trees here in the hive. They're dying, friend, and no one cares. Seeing the look on your face, he holds his hands up as if to silence you for a moment. It may not matter to some, but it's important to me. I feel it's a shame to see the last tatters of life and beauty in this ward, left uncared for to die. Can you understand that, friend?
0: Yes... You're right. It is a sad thing. He seems surprised and blurts out...
1: Really? Oh, I I mean, wonderful. (laughs) Perhaps you would... um... He
0: pauses and seems suddenly suspicious. He recomposes himself, speaking in his usual slow manner.
1: In any case, that's good. I suppose you have some questions for me now? Uh,
0: No, not just yet. What was it you were going to ask? For the first time, the man seems genuinely happy. Beaming, he explains.
1: It's difficult for anything to survive here. Just look around you and you'll see what I mean, friend. I'm not sure it's possible for the trees to thrive here, even if they somehow were to get enough light and clean water.
0: Go on, he nods enthusiastically.
1: But if enough people care, really want them to live, I just know they'll survive... They'll turn green again and flourish.
0: What? Th- th- I mean, That makes no sense. He smiles knowingly, shaking his head.
1: You're new here, I can see that now. You don't understand how things work in Sigil, friend. Belief is everything here. Everything.
0: You could be right.
1: I am right. I'm certain of it.
0: A sense of conviction surrounds him like an aura. He seems so unlike the man you first spoke to.
1: That's all I ask of you, friend. Just care for them. Hope for their recovery. In time, should enough people want it, it will come to pass. Can you do that for me, friend?
0: Yes, I'll I'll help.
1: Excellent. Excellent, my friend. I thank you. You've given me back my confidence, my purpose. Perhaps I can find others like you who listen. Perhaps we'll make a difference.
0: Mort, what do you think? Huh? Oh, yeah, Chief. Sure, whatever you say. (laughs) I'm serious, Mort. Can you make the effort? Mort looks at you for a moment, silently, (laughs) then nods. Uh, Yeah, I I can. Uh, If it's that important to you, I'll do it. Why are all the trees dying?
1: Just look at your surroundings, friend. Can you imagine anything having an easy life here? And besides their wretched conditions, the Dabas rarely come to this part of Sigil. Dabas? You know, Dabas. Surely you've seen them. They're the lady servants. They care for the city. Some parts of it more than others, of course.
0: He looks sadly at the tree beside him. Why don't they come here often?
1: The hive's a dangerous place, but that's not it. The Dabas have the lady watching over them, and no one's foolish enough to tangle with her, friend. I suppose it's really all on account of Fell. Who is Fell? Fell? He's a... Well, friend, I'll just say he's the only dabas that doesn't serve the lady. I don't know the whole dark of it, as they say, but he's shunned by his fellows and lives here, alone, in the hive. He runs a tattoo parlour, but most of Sigil is wary of the place. From the looks of you, I'm surprised you haven't crossed paths before. (laughs) Uh,
0: what's there to be wary of?
1: Well, friend, since he turned from the lady, many people think it's just a matter of time before her shadow falls on him. No one wants to be about when and if that happens, I'm sure.
0: You don't have any idea of how he came to be shunned?
1: Like I said, friend, I'm not too sure. I've only heard vague rumours about him being on the wrong side of the issue when some power decided to butt heads with the lady. You could always try and ask him, friend I'm told he's friendly enough If not a little odd Uh, Some power A deity, friend, a god Naturally, the lady has no problems With the likes of them She keeps their lot out of Sigil entirely His name was Eoscar, But I don't know much else about the affair His
0: name was? The man nods A grave look across his face
1: As I understand it The lady destroyed him. I wouldn't forget that if you were to ever consider messing about with her or her servants.
0: Aye, I see. Tell me about Fell's Tattoo Parlor.
1: Fell's Parlor is only a few buildings past. It's marked with his personal symbol, a white oval pierced by a lightning bolt. I've never been there myself, friend, but as I understand it, he's able to turn images from his speech... You know the Dabas speak in images, yes? Rebuses. They they do. They do. You'll see what I mean if you ever try talking to him. They float streams of symbols over their heads instead of speaking. It's up to a listener to puzzle out just what a dabas is saying, but I hear it's something you get better at with practice.
0: Uh, all right. Go on with what you were saying.
1: So He's somehow able to turn images from his speech into tattoos. And not just ordinary inkings, either. I'm told there's magic about them. And more than just in their making. I don't know much else about it, though.
0: Thank you, Mourns. I wish you and the trees the best. Farewell. It's strange... The man's very nature has made you feel good. His intentions seemed purely for the betterment of the Hive. Well... Your thoughts are interrupted as a woman grabs your attention. Her hair is scraped back into a tight, disc-shaped bun, giving her face a severe and dangerous look. If it isn't my very own dark saviour. Took your time coming around, you did. I was starting to think you wouldn't be coming at all, blood. She starts to rummage around in the pockets of her heavy, dark red dress. Good and dead. Just like you said he'd be. And that's how I like him. Here's your blood money, Cutter. That ring I promised you, fare you well. uh, Wait one moment. I had some questions. No, Cutter. It's been a good long time, it has, but I'd still best not be seen talking to you. He had friends, you know, and I think they've a feeling about what happened. We won't speak again. What did you do? Nothing. I, I, I mean, I have no idea. Let's move on. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.